people's mental health, allows people to have the fullest life they can. And really, the work that we do at Hartley House, the issues around sexual assault and domestic violence kind of come back around to mental health issues. The mantra of mental health is about everyone is the absolute truth. And it's the same with sexual assault and domestic violence. Welcome to episode of the Interesting People podcast. Today, I'm joined by Nikki Thrash, the Director of Development for Hartley House. How's it going, Nikki? It's going great. Thank you. You recently started in November, right? I did. I started in November at Hartley House. That's right. And for people that may not know of the organization, what's your basic elevator pitch of Hartley House? We provide comprehensive services to survivors of domestic violence, sexual assault, human trafficking, and child abuse. As a development director, what Mm -hmm. role is that in the company? So basically, my job is to tell the story of the organization, to help people understand the work that we do in order to secure support, financial support, partnerships in the community, that kind of thing. And you are a nonprofit, so you look for donations, you look for backers. Exactly. Yeah, and then I work on fundraising activities. So I think one of the big challenges of that, too, is the stuff that you're focusing on, the stuff that Hartley House focuses on, is something that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Right. People do not want to talk about it. Even people who are in the midst of it, even victims, don't want to talk about it. It's just a really personal, difficult thing. You know, if you're in an intimate relationship and there's violence happening, that's not kind of what the storybook looks like. And so it's difficult for someone to want to share that. And then in that regard, it's difficult to ask for help. Do you find like when you meet with a fundraiser, you meet with someone who you're looking to be a donor and stuff like that, is there a challenge just getting them to engage with the issue? Or do you feel like they're more like, I will throw money at your organization if you stop talking to me about all these things? No, no, not at all. I've been a fundraiser for a long time. I've been doing development work for a long time. And I know that people like to give to an organization they can connect with, feel like they can be part of it. What I look for when I'm doing my work is I look for what it is about the work that we do that affects the whole community. While we are helping individuals, we're helping the victims and survivors, but really by helping them, we're helping the whole community. We're helping a family rebuild. We're helping someone be able to go back to work. We're helping someone to reclaim their life or kind of find a way that they can live a full life versus being in the shadows, being afraid, or kind of always on the run because you don't want someone to find you. I think that what I try to do is connect people with that because everyone unanimously, there is nobody you talk to who doesn't want to have a strong, safe community. So for me to help people make that connection, to make the connection that not everybody can listen to these stories, not everybody can interact with these survivors in a way that supports them without judgment. And that's what we do. So if you're not able to do that, but you want that to be done, you want to support an organization that can do that. But it is a difficult topic, but it's also a topic that needs to be talked about because the only way to stop it is to educate people about it. It is domestic violence, sexual assault. In my mind, it comes down to respect. If we can teach children at the youngest of ages about personal space, about respect, about permission, then I think their value system from the youngest of ages, they'll begin to acknowledge how important those relationships are and recognize violations in that kind of code of conduct, so to speak. You hear the term, we're lacking in empathy. Empathy is gone. That has got to be an interesting kind of twist to all this. Well, it's interesting, too. I think that my work in the mental health field, I'm not a practitioner, but I absorb a lot. I learn a lot. And I have life experience that's helped me understand kind of how people think and work and the ways that people couldn't be broken. Everybody, as you walk through the world, I think everybody has something that's broken because of something that happened. I know there's been a lot of talk around ACEs, 
the adverse childhood experiences and the fact that when you're growing up before the age of five, so much happens about your brain development and your personhood, like who you're going to be, that at that time, if you're in a situation where you're seeing your parents fight and argue or you're seeing violence in the home or you've experienced sexual assault as a child, then that stays with you and that trauma affects how you are as an adult. So when we look at adults that are having problems, I always kind of step back and say, well, what happened to that person? And maybe that idea of empathy is, I think, sometimes a matter of people just taking a step back and looking at someone as a human being and not as an adversary or someone to be compared to. You mentioned ACEs. That's come up a couple of times. I've spoken with the Mental Health Association of Mm -hmm. Frederick County. Did you ever work with them? I did. I worked there for just over five years. What's your career been like? Have you just always been a development director? Yeah, my career. It's been a long and winding road. I went to college and got a degree in business administration and marketing, went to Boston College back in the day a few years ago. And not a lot of women were in business school. And so I was kind of new in that field. And I was sure I wanted to be a businesswoman because I wanted to be independent, make money, take care of myself. That was my goal. And I did really well, interviewed with a bunch of organizations, got a job with Procter & Gamble. It was like the job every business student wanted to get, right? I got it. I'm so excited. Started doing it. And I hated it. (laughs) It was like, We were building end caps of Bounty and White Cloud, and I was talking with little store owners and trying to sell them extra product, and it just didn't fit. And it was very quickly that I realized that I needed to be doing something that I cared about, something that meant something to more than just a bottom line or end-of-month statistics. So I started kind of poking around and got a job working in the theater field. I worked at Ford's Theater for a few years, and then I got a job at the Kennedy Center. I was in group sales and development, marketing, that kind of thing. And then when I had my kids, we moved to Frederick, and I went through Leadership Frederick County. It's an amazing program. But while I was doing that program, I realized that, yeah, I wanted to work in the nonprofit world because that's a place where I feel like I can make a difference. But I also realized that human services was somewhere I really wanted to be working. At the time, something came up at the Mental Health Association. I interviewed there and started working there. And it it was just a place where I could really put all of my experience together towards a mission that I really believed in. I have to ask you, though, if BizDev, you said when you started, not a lot of women. Here in Frederick, there's a lot of small women business owners. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is that refreshing to go around and kind of see that? Oh, yeah. It's awesome now. And to see a lot of younger women and the advantage that they have because of how things were back in the 80s. So that's really exciting to me that there's not – it doesn't feel like there's a difference. It feels like a woman really can kind of move where she wants to be, where she's called to be. Based on the strength of the idea and the the effort of the product. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's so exciting. So the Mental Health Association, I've Mm -hmm. I've talked with them a couple times. Is there Mm -hmm. anything you miss about working with them? You know what? I don't feel like I'm not working with them anymore. Isn't it funny? I feel like the work that I did there I'm still doing because the idea of people's mental health is kind of what drives their life. It allows people to have the fullest life they can. And really the work that we do at Hartley House, the issues around sexual assault and domestic violence kind of come back around to mental health issues. I feel like it all kind of connects. The mantra of mental health is about everyone is the absolute truth. And it's the same with sexual assault and domestic violence. I don't think there's any organization that I could go into, any small business, any large business that would 
not have an employee, a spouse, relative, somebody that somebody knows who's dealt with this issue. And so it's a matter of making it okay to talk about so that people can have a safe place to go to repair, to become healthy. What caused you to, was it just you saw an opening or what got you interested in taking like on that Like I said, challenge? my whole career has been this long and winding road. <laughs> the biggest thing is, the most important thing is in my life is my family and taking care of my kids and being available for my family and all that. And what happened at MHA is I was offered a position in Montgomery County at another organization. And I thought that would be really cool. It's more money. It's kind of the same work. And, you know, that would be a great opportunity. But I got to tell you, the commute to Montgomery County was just soul crushing in my view. (laughs) And so (laughs) the only good part was listening to the radio. But other than that, it was just taking away too much of my life. After two years, I really wanted to come back to the Frederick community because this is an amazing community to work in. Profit, nonprofit, the whole business community and dynamic is different than anywhere that I've ever been. And after working in Montgomery County for a couple of years, so sorry, Montgomery County, I realized even more clearly how important Frederick is to me. It's my home. And so investing my time in the place where I live is really important to me. I was looking to come back. And there were a number of different opportunities. And then I sat down and had lunch with Inga, our executive director. And she and I talked and we connected. And then before too long, the opportunity became available. And so I started at Hartley House. I have to imagine you want to hit the ground running what has been some of the biggest surprises of just starting this position? I don't know that I've had surprises. I think that where I've spent a lot of my time is, first of all, understanding the subject matter, understanding the work, and understanding the various pieces of it. Because when I say Hartley House to people, a lot of folks know about our emergency shelter, and so that's what they think about. Or maybe they know about domestic violence and that we support domestic violence survivors. But I didn't realize also how much work we do in the area of sexual assault, human trafficking, and child abuse. That was a big surprise to me. And I thought, you know, this is something I kind of need to help people understand that we're a lot more than a shelter. So that's one of the things I've been kind of noodling with is how do I help the community understand that and know that? Because once they do, then there can be more support for an organization when you understand exactly what they do and how it affects the community. So I've spent a lot of time just trying to understand those connections to try and learn who our donors are and how people have supported us in the past. I was really fortunate that we have some kind of signature events that have been happening over the years. As a matter of fact, tomorrow is the Breakaway 5K. And then our Affair of the Heart is going to be in May. That's kind of an annual event to raise money. We're so excited. This year it's at Musket Ridge. We've got an amazing group of sponsors. And it's so, an anniversary event, And it's too, our 40th. anniversary. That's right. We're 40 <laughs> years old. Gosh, it's amazing. But yeah, so 40 years ago, a group of women believed that there was a problem with domestic violence. But at the time, they were calling it wife-beating. There was an organization that was founded to support this, but nobody believed that it was an issue. Mm -hmm. And this group of women started doing research with the police and came up with the stats that showed it is an issue and there was a need. And so that was kind of the beginning of Hartley House. This is the 40th anniversary and Affair of the Heart will be one of the fundraising events that we do. And then in the fall, for a number of years, we've had Walk a Mile. Walk a Mile in her shoes and then we kind of segued to walk a mile in their shoes because we realized we really wanted to be encompassing of the whole community Mm -hmm. and not be discounting of anyone because really sexual assault and domestic violence are issues of all genders. It's not only women that we serve. And this year, 
we're excited to kind of add some components to that walk a mile. And all I can say is I'll probably want to come back and talk more about it because <laughs> it's going to be amazing community event that we're hoping is going to catch on and be something we can do each year. To loop back on a topic, human trafficking, what Hartley House is dealing with that, is that something a education on that, helping people? Has that been like a big challenge? I still have a lot to learn there. We have an individual who actually was hired to work with, there's a task force in Frederick County. That says a whole lot. We have Mm -hmm. a human trafficking task force here because the issue is so real in our county. And a lot of it is the geographics. But basically, it's more than sex trafficking. It's also labor trafficking. It's basically taking advantage of people. It's taking people from a situation Sometimes it might be runaways. It might be somebody that's lured into something like, hey, come work for me and do this. And it seems very, it might seem innocent at first, but really the individual is then kind of forced into whatever kind of labor, sex labor, other kinds of labor. And then the the survivors of that need to have the kind of support empowering support that we give to other survivors. So there's a lot of similarities in that regard mm-hmm. in the individuals that we'd be working with. That's all very, very fascinating. Really quick sidebar. You said you worked in the theater. I did. Do you still enjoy going to the theater? Is that something you try I to love do? It. Is- I love it. I got spoiled. So when we were first <laughs> married, my husband and I went to the theater all the time. And not just theater, but symphony and dance. And we got free tickets because I worked there and we were trying to fill seats sometimes. And now we like to take our children. We don't go as often because it's expensive now that we have to pay for tickets. (laughs) (laughs) But we try and take our adult children at least once a year. We do a big family thing either at the Kennedy Center or maybe in New York. We really enjoy theater and dance. My daughter's a movement artist in New York. So yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. She wishes I was still at the Kennedy Center, I think. (laughs) (laughs) She's looking for an in. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's too cool. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Love talking with you. And every interview with the exact same question, what has you excited? What are you looking forward to? I am really excited about my work. I'm really excited about representing Hartley House. And I am looking forward to this being my home. I've been looking for a place where I could be and be my whole self in. And I think that Hartley House is, is that. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.